And now, our feature presentation. Petulant Insects, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shots. I am your host, Lord Cooler, and joining me is my faithful, or perhaps unfaithful, servant, Salsa, I mean Tyler. Monsieur Cooler, why do I have a French accent? I don't know. Stop doing that. It's reading me out. <laughs> okay, every... Hello, I can't do that forever. Uh, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. Uh, it is now time for the debut of one of Dragon Ball's coolest characters. It is Dragon time for Dragon Ball Z, Cooler's Revenge. Yeah, that, that title is pretty catchy, although it's way catchier than the original Japanese title, The Incredible Strongest vs. Strongest, which doesn't really convey that much, in all honesty. Exactly. So, um, let's talk about like how we most of the time we do with these movies. What was the first time you watched or heard about Cooler's Revenge? Okay, so this is one of the first Dragon Ball Z movies that I actually caught on Toonami uh, when it was uh, first premiering on there. I was still on the big Dragon Ball Z hype of my youth. Um, Budokai 1 hadn't come out yet, so this was pretty much all I had at the time. Um, I do recall catching a big chunk of the movie up until uh, Goku was just about to fight Cooler at the end of the film. But then my mom uh, called me out uh, uh, to go to, to run errands and consequentially to the video store which I rented another Dragon Ball Z movie since I missed out on the climax of this one, but I'll get to that when we get to that. Cool. And for me, I think um, Dragon Ball Mania was obviously not, because we got this in 2001, I might have seen this in 2002, but Dragon Ball Mania wasn't as hype as it was, but we were definitely still excited about it. Um, I can't remember what was actually going on in 2002. Probably the Cell game arc was going on for us. Yeah, Maybe? I think that sounds right. Um, um, and I remember, like, obviously Frieza was, like, the the big bad at the time before Cell showed up. And the idea of him having a brother was for, like, what the, str- even stronger than him. Um, well, supposedly. Um, <laughs> and I remember, watch- I think I watched this at a friend's house. And it was just, it like, at least the last, like, 15 minutes blew me away. Because, uh, uh, as we'll talk about it, but I remember oh, falling yes. in love with this falling in love with this character and specifically the one i remember and i watched the uh the remastered version that they did um but uh at the end where american pearls revelation plays um so so much of you with lord slug last week where you had that license music i have this like i think this is the like outside of like you know lincoln parks you know rock the dragon uh, this is the only Dragon Ball Z one where I remember license music being a thing because most of the part it's the Bruce Faulkner stuff from the TV show that we got. Yeah, the only so, Dragon like, Ball films that use license movies are Bardock and Lord Slug, which you already talked about. This movie and the first Broly film. All the other okay. films don't really do that. Okay, yeah, that, that's what I figured. It's, it's not a big trend, but damn, did they leave a fuck? Uh, they left an impact because I feel like those opened up, or at least maybe like. Uh, some uh, maybe um um Lord Slug, like the whole that's where you got the whole animated music video thing come that, that it was like the yeah this trend was on YouTube. this was way before YouTube AMVs were a thing yeah um so uh yeah it, it was it was really cool um I remember the movie being a lot longer than it was but obviously uh time is different 
than when you're a kid versus you know now. So let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. Uh, this was directed Dragon Ball Z Cooler's Revenge. This is directed by Mitsuo Hashimoto, written by Taoko Koyama, uh, cinematography by Masoti, Ma, Ma, Masatoshi Fuki, edited by Shinichi Fuki, uh, Fukimitsu, music by Shinsuke uh, Kikuchi. Uh, and of course, this was released in Japan in July 20th, 1991, with a runtime of 47 minutes and a box office of 2.38 billion yen. So, um, and of course, starring, uh, we are going off the 2002 uh, release, not the, uh, wow, there was a 95 release of this movie? Jesus. Um, uh, I believe this was for uh, uh, probably the French American uh, group that oh. was a dubbing Dragon Ball Z way back when. Okay, uh, so we'll be covering the the one you could find on Apple iTunes, which is Sean Channel as Goku, Stephanie Nadonli as Gohan, um, uh, uh, Christopher Zabat as both Piccolo and Icarus, uh, Sonny Strat as Krillin, um, Brad Jackson as Oolong, um, Cynthia Kratz as Chi-Chi, um, Mark Britton as Corrin, who makes his first appearance in these movies. That's actually My- uh, that's actually a miscast. He's credited as Corrin in this movie, but it's okay. clearly okay. Chris Sabat uh, dubbing him. He oh, had okay. already left Funimation at this point. Okay, thank you for the correction for that. Michael Farland as, Master- as uh, Yajirobe and Master Roshi. Uh, Cooler is played by Andrew Chandler? No? Yep, Andy um, Chandler. Uh, Andy, who Andy was Chandler. also, also uh, Gearin in the original Dragon Ball. Okay, it's just the way this graph works. It's like who is playing because it's a like cooler, and it just does, it's the name is to the right, um, and then and after that, and I guess Doug Rand does the other voice, um, or is or is or is that another? I guess it's from the that's for the no, ABC. it's the same guy. Andrew, okay, Salsa Marco Michael Marco plays Salsa. Bill Townsley plays Nietz. Mike McFarren plays Dore, and uh, Sonny Stray is back as Bardock. Linda Young uh, back as Frieza for the Brit, and of course our narrator is Kyle Herbert. Okay, so I won't lie, this movie was not even, this felt more like an extended episode versus like a movie like Lord Slug did, or even like, even Tree of Might, honestly. Yeah, compared to some of the other movies that we covered so far, this feels like uh, both a remix of the Frieza saga, albeit very condensed. But also yeah. a light uh, continuation from that story arc. Right. So the story is basically, we, we, I forgot that we flashed back to Bardock. I was like, did I order, did I did I rent like another movie on accident? Um, no, it's important Bardock. for the climax. Right, exactly. So um, Bardock is, uh, you know, delivering his speech like, we are free from you, Frieza. Um, and, uh, you know, gets obliterated by Frieza. Great to hear that Linda Young... Frieza laugh. That's what that will always be for Frieza. I'm sorry. That's that's just how I hear Frieza. Yeah, same. Um, and uh, she's she's great. Um, there's actually a video of her like in like the Frieza chair, and she was like like uh, get on your knee. It's like it's so great. She's so that's great. That's rad. Um, uh, and so uh, Frieza's streaming the planet, but meanwhile you can see Baby Kakarot, which would become Goku, fly off into the distance, and. Uh, Another ship is tracking them, and it turns out that it is uh, Frieza's brother, Lord Cooler. Um, is this an anime trope where, like, the villain has a brother that we don't know about until, like, a special comes out? Is that a thing? I feel like this is a thing. Like, the brother you never knew existed is back. Uh, it feels like it could be a thing, but 
Considering how uh, ambiguous Frieza's race is, I could believe that he has a brother that he never talks about. Right. We only know of three of them anyways. Um, so Four if you count really number s- six is uh, Frost from Dragon Ball Super, but I don't think he really I counts. No, it was another reality, so... Um, but uh, that's also getting really weird that the Dragon Ball went into the multiverse... T- whatever. Um, so... Uh, it's going by, and they're watching Planet Vegeta blow up, and, uh, they're kind of, the Frieza Cooler's men are basically like, oh, we should do something, we should destroy that Saiyan pod, you know, and Cooler's like, why the fuck should, he, he basically pulled a Peter Parker, uh, from Spider-Man 1, I missed the part where that's my problem, <laughs> um, it's just true, am I wrong? <laughs> and so, instead of destroying the pod, they basically leave, it's like, I have seven planets to destroy before the day's over, which I don't know how you calculate time a day like a day I like in, in think, space i like to think that cooler is on lord beerus's payroll and is just paid to blow up planets that would be cool i mean like lord beerus is technically always there it's just that we never know about them that's the cool thing about characters like that oh we'll um, get to him soon enough we still got a ways to go don't we yeah we do <laughs> we, got a, we got a ways to go um so uh they basically fuck off and uh but then we learn, of course, I think we get in flashback that um, that Goku defeated Frieza, so this is definitely after the Frieza saga, although no, technically... No, it just cuts to 27 years later okay. where Goku had already defeated Frieza at that point. Okay, so yeah. Um, which is odd, because, like, Goku should not be here, because he's... I like he's to not, think... I like to think, and dead. this is confirmed by the Daisenshu, uh, but... Okay. This movie canonically should take place a little after Trunks warns them about the fucked up future that they're going to go for and right, how the okay. androids are going to kill them. So, so okay, this makes... probably takes place in the three year period where they're just training their butts off. Which that, yeah, you're right about that. I forget about that period. I was going to wondering because like, if that's considered a filler arc, I wasn't sure if that's like, if that's considered, you know, kind of like the Garda Jr. saga where it's like. It's it's no nah, man. But, it's a uh, it's a big okay. plot point, and we'll get to okay. it when we talk about history of trunks. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, uh, Goku has successfully defeated uh, Frieza and is now back on Earth after uh, being in space uh, for a long time. I I remember like what was it? He they could have brought they they were trying they thought he was dead, but it's like no, he's not dead. He's just in space, and he'll be back when he's ready. Yeah, and they um, tried is... to bring him back with uh, Namekian Dragon Balls, but Goku's like, "Nope, I just want to stay in space for a bit." Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm not. I'm gonna. Bye, Gohan. Have fun. <laughs> just bye, son. Not gonna, have your, not gonna have your dad for a few years, um, or not even. What was it? A year? Not even a year. Right? It was like almost um, two years at that point. Was Was it that long? Jesus Christ. Okay, so but now he's back, and um, the, everything's kind of back to normal, right? It's like you know, the war's over. Um, there's a great bit where Gohan's, like, you know, trying to study, um, and, uh, Icarus is there, and, uh, trying to get Gohan to go play, he's like, nah, you go the fuck away, uh, and even Goku says it, like, uh, telling, Gohan's trying to study, um, until he, Chi-Chi freaking out that Gohan, that Goku's officially lost it, that he's had been hit in the head too many times, um, and it's really funny, but it turns out the only reason he wants him to study is because... Uh, they want to go on a camping trip with Krillin and Oolong, and it, I think it's just that's it, right? It's just Oolong, yeah, it's just them and Krillin. And what? Yeah, it's just uh, Krillin, Oolong, Gohan, and Goku on this camping trip, along with Nucarus, who uh, makes his final appearance in these movies. 
Wow, and he's been a constant. Like he like like for the most part, you know, um, with the exception of like Bardock or like that. He's like Kickers has like been there, um, which is really funny to think about. Uh, and so it's a camping trip. Um, and then we learn. Uh, we finally, after I guess uh, two years, because uh, that's how space works. Uh, Cooler is sitting on an abandoned planet, and he is told by his subordinates that hey, uh, your brother got axed by this Super Saiyan. And so, um, and Cooler and his arrogance is like, well, I'll do something my brother could never do. Um, Father, you know, talks about, talks, basically talks shit about his little brother. And it is established that Cooler is, in fact, the older brother of the two. So, in, ergo, implying vis-a-vis C'est la vie, that he is the stronger of the two brothers. And, you know, at this time, uh, Frieza was the most terrifying enemy anybody had seen in Dragon Ball. So the concept that, that somebody, there's somebody even meaner out there, and it's his it's Frieza's brother, um, is, is crazy. Yeah, I can see that, most definitely. And uh, uh, despite the fact that uh, he's going to Earth to pretty much quote-unquote avenge his brother, he doesn't really do it because he adores his brother. He just does it because uh, Frieza's death brings shame to him and his family. And he's like, yo, fuck the Super Saiyan. I can't have him disgracing my good name. That's yeah, exactly. That's just how the Frieza people are. You, you disgrace my honor, my honor. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is so uh go uh cooler basically quickly gets to earth um the uh and this is pretty much just the movie it's a fight for survival uh, against both cooler's cronies and cooler himself and it and it ends with and they really like to draw it out um it really wants to tease to want to hold out as much as possible the cool cool the I like Goku to think that it's cool reminiscent fight. to the first half of the Namekian saga where they were just playing the most dangerous game of cat and mouse with the dragon balls I mean, you're, you're you're right and honestly i I don't know like very similar to how you said like last week with Lord Slug being a retelling of the King Piccolo storyline this is a and I didn't realize this as a kid because it was going on at the same time so you don't think about it. But it is a, I mean, minus, like, you know, a lot of things, like, the fact that they're, you know, hiding, that they're on the run, they're playing defense, they're trying to stay away from Cooler, um, you know, the, the, the fact that their their heavy hitter, Goku, is, is injured for most of the movie, like, Goku gets taken out by Cooler really early on. Um, yeah, the laser death theme of death, uh, right yeah. straight to the back, just puts him out of yeah. commission for most of the film. Ow, just like, you know... Um, and, and unfortunately most of this movie is just like Gohan going to get the Century Beans and trying to stay alive. Um, so there's not really much of a movie out, out of that. Um, yeah, the plot's it's, pretty it's, minimalistic, but it makes up for it with some of the best action choreography that we've seen in a while. At least in dra- in terms of the Dragon Ball Z side, cause, um, yeah. for sure. So, um, let, let's, let's go ahead and talk about Cooler himself. Um, I mean, the, the big bad guy, the, the, the original villain brother so i love this character oh Um, yeah he's great like and i love the fact that like it's kind of a reverse of what frieza was like we see him and it's very reminiscent his the first form we see him in is uh of frieza's final form you know the slender long tail the 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 dome head and okay you're thinking okay this is his final form then if if they're the same race but no he seemingly transforms into the um like like I guess equivalent would be super he looks like super shredder to me. Yeah, he's big... pretty mu- he's pretty much uh Kevin Nash super shredder from Secret of the Year Ooze. Yeah, which came out like a year after which I find really really funny. No, it's the um, same year. It, 
It's the same year. Wow, what a co- there's something in the water then. <laughs> like I want to draw a big dude with pointy head and spikes. Um, but I like man, I'll tell you, like Frieza Cooler was into for me at least intimidating uh, initially because he kind of it's very similar to that energy to Frieza where like he just looks evil and you don't want to fuck with him. But when he transforms and grows in size and he gets the mask and he starts talking he takes on a whole nother level of threatening yeah he's pretty much uh fuck around and find out at this point he is absolutely a monster in this form and i absolutely oh. adore it yeah i i, th- I, I yeah um it's it it's really what makes him special so much to the point in dragon ball fighters um uh that's his default form they they you just fight in this huge monster form of him um which is it's just really really cool. Um, I do like. Uh, I mean, there's not much to say. I mean, like his about him. Uh, he doesn't like his his motivation is very simple. Um, I don't. He doesn't even give a shit about his brother. He's just like I just want to you know wipe up the mess that my brother made. That's it. Like he knows he's hot shit, and unlike Frieza, who pretty much um, just goes into a blind fury when he finds he's outclassed. He's still calm and collected, which pretty much makes him much more dangerous in comparison. Exactly. And I find that fascinating, uh, at least. Yeah, yeah. Free- and Frieza, for the most part, it took a while for Frieza to lose their head, you know? So, um, like, they, uh, very, it, like, it wasn't until, like, 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 okay, maybe not, because uh, Frieza would, de- Frieza got more annoyed with things than, like, outright, like, anger, you know, either with something, Dar- Zarbon or... The, the others said um, but Cooler always even in the face of death always had this <laughs> forgive the pun cool sense about him level headed sense about him like I'm in complete control whether you like it or not yeah he's pretty much the predatory side of the Frieza race I'm, I really mm. wish they gave them a name yeah we, we, we don't really know because all we know at least in the main Dragon Ball universe is King Cold who he doesn't reference his dad being dead because if it's if it's after that then Frieza would have landed already right which yeah. that was a whole thing that was a whole thing and King Cold would have died too um, but he doesn't mention me he just didn't give a shit about us he probably just didn't give a shit about his family it's just more like the status of whatever that race is. Yeah, um, and, it's and pretty much just, just pride in his own race rather than individual family members. Because yeah, the Frieza were, people only care about themselves individually. <laughs> They're cronies. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that's a reference only if, if you're not going to get unless you watch some things on the internet. Um, Rock. So, uh, so yeah, uh, it's very... But there's just something about Cooler that just is visceral and like this might not be a long episode guys because the movie's not even long but okay most of the movie is okay like you have was there anything before we get to the fight was there anything before the fight that you liked that you thought was enjoyable all right so one of my favorite scenes in this movie is uh actually when gohan gets caught um he's riding on icarus and icarus exerts uh, enough energy for uh uh, the armored squadron to spot them under scouters and right before they're about to finish them off piccolo shows up and just wipes the floor with them and it is probably one of his best showings of badassness that i've seen in a while oh yeah yeah that, that, that was definitely a um it's that, even that, that, I... 
It's even better in the dub version where it has, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, breaking points falling down playing in the background, which makes yeah. it even m- more cool. Ex- exactly. Uh, very, very good moment. Um, you know, uh, I, I personally enjoyed the little bickering bantering between Yajirobe and Corin, uh, where, where, uh, Gohan goes to Corin's lookout, which, God, I have, I forgot about Corin's lookout below Kami's tower. Um, and, uh, by the way, you think Trunks would have told him, like, hey, Freeze's brother's coming, but I guess the timeline is that he altered it. We'll talk about that when we get to History of Trunks. Alternate um, universe is Trunks fucked everything up. Yeah, it's all blame it on trunks. But up, up, but up, up. Um, so um, I did like the part, like that part because uh, Corin, like he's like, oh, you're, I'm not gonna give you fucking beans. You're being rude, you little shit. Uh, and Yajirobe just they're chilling, um, gives him the beans and, and you know stuff like that. He's you were gonna give him the beans anyway. Stop fucking with him. Let him go. And um, you know all that stuff. Very and reminiscent of old Dragon Ball. This scene. Very, exactly. You know, they call him, like, I'm the Bean Daddy. Bean Daddy. I remember as a kid that made me laugh like crazy. I don't know why. Yeah, Jerome, why are you eating out of my litter box? Oh, God. Um, why is he a talk? Yeah, exactly. And then, like, you don't even think about the fact that Korn's a talking cat. Um, it's a short scene, but it's it's definitely, like, a much-needed humor scene, considering before that you had... Uh, Cooler's men um, destroy, like, this whole forest area. Um, and, uh, you have, like, all that, it's a nice breath of levity, um, and he gives him a lot of sensu beans, like, holy shit, he gives him a lot, um. Yeah, man, and those are, yeah, those are really hard to grow, by the way, like, they usually take a long time, and they're, they're only sparse because they would break the plot in half if they had beans on hand every time. Right, which, exactly, um. And, which is uh, which makes I do love I, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about that moment when Salsa oh, what a f- god damn yeah, it Salsa god, Tor- Toriyama and your food names um you, it destroys the whole bag of beans so it's like oh cause it's like I don't think I've ever seen a villain do that you know like target cause they mostly don't know about it or like they never yeah, the had only other f- the only other time a villain targets the sensu beans is when Cell straight, straight up steals them just to goad Gohan into getting angry. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, you want exactly. Um, so, but I, I did like that. Like, it's that. Oh, we finally the hero's gonna get like no, gonna burn all the damn beans. And then <laughs> I love this. It's like it's not supposed to be funny, but Gohan Yajirobe gives Gohan an extra bean for whatever reason. Like, yeah, here's another one, kid. Um, and he puts it in his belt, and then for some reason, this, I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it's like, oh, another bean, where'd, where'd that come from? No time to explain that, and I'm, and I'm like, it was in my pants. <laughs> why does it smell like, weird? Was, Gohan was, smell weird? Don't, don't think about it, Dad, just eat it. <laughs> um, so, oh, Goku, you, also, Goku's eating weirder shit, like, he shouldn't be bothered by this. Yeah, right. Um. But yeah, and that, like, obviously you gotta, I think it creates that almost fake tension. I'm like, oh my god, how are they gonna get out of this now? But then you remember the fact that, um, uh, uh, go on at the sense of being. But let's go ahead and talk about that Goku Frieza, that Goku cooler fight, both forms. Yeah, um, this is I, probably one of the best climaxes in a Dragon Ball film that I've seen in a while. I honestly thought it was gonna be another, like, Tree of Might, a lot of. Because I really don't remember much of the fight. You know, it's been 20 years since I've seen the movie. God, it's tw- it's 21 years old uh, th- last year. It's 20 years old last year. It's, uh, it's been 20 years for me since I've seen it. 
Um, and, uh, I, I thought it was gonna be more beams, like, you know, like, there was definitely some of that speed shit, like, when Goat, when Piccolo was fighting against, uh, his minions, against Cooler's minions, but when it came to Goku and Frieza, nah, that's where the budget went, and it oh, is okay. straight up, it is straight up hard-hitting, gut-punching, like, like, there was definitely some vanishing shit, but it was well-timed and well-used vanishing shit. Yeah, the very beginning of the fight where Goku punches through the rock into Cooler's face, I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be special. It's, and it's it doesn't really... disappoint at all. No, it's 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 really, really good. Um, very, very good visceral fight. And it, and it kind of just shows you the difference between Goku and, and uh, Frieza. Um, uh, between Frieza and Cooler. Uh, is, uh, like, just... Cooler's not afraid to get in your face and just outright beat the shit out of you. Yeah, Frieza liked to toy with his food. Cooler just goes through the throat. Both exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, I like the underwater moment, but like, it, it, what's funny is that like he doesn't even last in that form very, very long until he's like, all right, you know what? I I gotta change. I I, I need I need to um, I I need to put on my my new armor clothes. Um, and that's when the fight takes on a whole new level. Yeah, this is the point where Cooler becomes way too much for Goku to handle, even after his Sensu Bean Zenkai boost that put him on even ground with his previous form. Yeah, like, like, um, I remember, uh, and what is the song that plays when Cooler is fighting in the American ver? It is Drowning Pools Told You So. Oh, it's so good! When, there's so many good, like, oh my god, how is Goku alive moments? Um, where, like, he dives into the pool, uh, into the lake, and fucking clears the water, and just punching Goku's stomach, um, and, like, like I'm assuming, like, right, like, twisting his his fist in it, um, uh, I love doing that. Um, and, like, you could see Goku physically get tired. My favorite moment, though, is when Cooler's, like, waiting in midair, and Goku thinks he's being slick. I'm going to sneak up on him. And fucking G- Cooler just backhands him like he's nothing. Yeah. even uh, He even outspeeds the Kaioken, uh, which yeah. is pretty impressive. Like, every moment. Like, he's just one stop away. And it's like, he, he he's hitting Goku so hard that it's not even combinations. It's one strike or two strikes at most, and he's taking Goku out. And there's a great moment. Where Goku is like, Cooler's behind Goku, and you can see Goku is just nervous. He is scared. You can also see how much bigger Cooler is than Goku in this form. And mind you, Goku is absurdly tall. Oh yeah, he is. Like, um, it really reminds. Wish I got. We got more of like it. Like this is like a better version of Frieza's big form. Honestly. And yeah, I really drags. didn't like. I didn't really like his 100% final form. So this is a really nice compromise. Yeah, oh, I love it when he just drags. He like drags Goku through the rock into the ground and then cracks the fucking lake in half like Moses from parting the Red Sea. Like, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a really great moment. I really like just, do enjoy that. All these uh, fight choreography moments were incorporated in his move set in Fighters. Yes, and then the best part, the uh, the part that probably made everybody go, holy shit, Goku, tired, I'm done, is he's going to I lost my the... shirt again. I lost my shirt again, damn it. Does the Kamehameha, and fucking Cooler 
flies straight through it like it's nothing. That is like such it's... a sweet moment because the, the the Kamehameha usually either just hurts or just completely vaporizes whatever's in its way. Cooler just right. flies right through it and doesn't even care. Right. It comes out of it like a fucking shark and it proceeds to like dive kick, which that's what they use he uses in fighters. Um and and just absolutely Oh, it's visceral. I am so God, I wish Dragon Ball fights were still like this, man. Um is so good. Um but then the fight turns and then of course he becomes Super Saiyan, which then it becomes kinda like typical, but it's like it's like nice because like it's it works because you got to see Goku get his ass kicked and now like that moment where Yeah, the Kuner frustration punk- of uh his earth about to be blown up and all the life on it being destroyed is so frustrating to him that it pretty much just causes the breaking point of uh becoming the Super Saiyan. Yeah, oddly enough, Goku turns sanctimonious as hell whenever he becomes a Super Saiyan in these dubs, which I never understood. It's like, like he, he stops Cooler. It's like, stop! Why are you killing all these people? You know, there's no. I'm like, Goku, come on, stop it! Stop being like that! You, you stop being Superman, about, Goku. Like, like Jesus Christ! You're not. You're not. Like, it's weird. Um, but like, I think my favorite is when Cooler punches Goku's stomach, and like, it just, it's just a full on stop. Um, like, it, Goku doesn't even fucking flinch, and it was, it was, it was kind of anticlimactic on how he changed Super Saiyan, because it's like a yell, and you don't see it, it's like, ah, and the rocks kind of shake, and then, like, all of a sudden, oh, I magically heal a bird. (laughs) Hey, man, that bird was pivotal. Like, it was pretty much, uh, his interpretation of, uh, nature being, uh, destroyed at the hands of this otherworldly tyrant. True. Um, also, he hits Cooler so hard in the stomach that, like, Cooler has to reel, which I don't think he's ever experienced that pain. Um, so, and it's at that moment where Cooler realizes that, like, oh, I see where my brother fucked up in, and he pretty much distracts Goku and, uh, uh, says that, um, I can charge energy faster than my brother and pretty much puts a death bomb, uh, very similar to what Frieza did. Um, yep, in the beginning of the movie, Frieza destroyed Planet Vegeta and Bardock with the supernova attack. Cooler does it's, the exact same thing here, and just, it goes yeah. way differently since it's a Super Saiyan he's up against this time. Yeah, which, by the way, do yourself a favor. It's still up on YouTube. Go look, go look, Goku cures Cooler, because Goku actually struggles holding the Supernova, um, and you can hear American Pro's revelation, and it's just so fucking it's so hype. fucking hype. It's so hype. Like, I watched, the, I watched the new version. It was so hype. But there's something about hearing that rock music and then hearing uh, the lyrics to it. So good. Um, it's because you're a wrestling fan and you're a big fan of the Attitude Era. It's, it's a little, pretty reminiscent well, it's just, of that. Yeah. Um, and, like, Goku's, like, struggling, like, like to hold the meteor up or to hold the, the supernova up. It, like, it almost goes into the earth until finally he launches it right back at... Um, at Cooler with the Kamehameha attack, and Cooler gets, uh, I think he gets blown into the sun, right? Yep, he does, and, uh, I actually did a bit of math, uh, behind this, uh, feat, because this is probably one of the most ridiculous things that Goku has ever done, in or out of canon. So, first thing we gotta figure out, how powerful is the supernova? The amount of energy to destroy a planet the size of Earth takes about 225 million trillion trillion joules of force, so it's safe to assume that the supernovas that Frieza and Cooler generate are around the same output, if not more. 
Goku was able to catch the Death Ball and slow it down so it doesn't dig deep enough to blow up the planet, which is impressive enough considering he wasn't incinerated on impact. Goku then fired a Kamehameha that carried both the supernova and Cooler himself all the way to the sun in about 30 seconds. The distance from Earth and the sun varies on the season, but the average rounds out to around 93 million miles. In order to clear that distance in such a short amount of time, this Kamehameha must have traveled around 300 million miles a second. That's 16 fast times faster than the speed of light, and that's factoring in the fact that the supernova might be slowing it down. So not only is Goku emitting energy faster than light, but repelling the supernova all the way to the sun proves that he's stronger than the average amount of power needed to destroy a planet. That's how fucking insane the Super Saiyan is. Yeah, it's 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 insane. It, it's it's really insane. So, um, let's. I think that's. I think we've said what needs to be said about Cooler's revenge. There is um, one last thing, though. Um, what is it? While uh, Cooler is being pinned by both the supernova and the heat of the fucking sun, he reminisces on how Goku is still kicking, even though all the other Saiyans were destroyed. But then he recalls that he let Goku go, and his death was his fault. Which, to my recollection, is the only villain in the series that actually recognizes that his loss was his own fault. The only only other one that comes close is probably Vegeta, but that's like at the end of Boo Saga shit, so I don't know if that really counts. Yeah, um, (laughs) um, again, it was his his Uncle Ben moment, like, no! It was it was your problem for cooler. It was you can't become Spider Man now because you're dead, or at exactly. least we think you are. All right. So um, overall, the, just honestly, watch like the last fifteen minutes if you're going to watch this movie. It's it's a pretty forgetful. Movie, and the Piccolo and the Piccolo fight is also great. I do really love that scene. It's a forty-five minutes. You got forty-five minutes. Um, maybe yeah. waiting for your next bus. You, you'll, like, you'll have time if you want to. If you want to watch the Frieza saga, but don't want to drop over th- uh, one hundred episodes of content, or at the very least thirty-five episodes of Kai, this is a really good compromise, in my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. I I think so. So um, let's go ahead and go to the ratings board. And uh, Tyler, how many Dragon Balls out of five do you give Dragon Ball Z Cooler's Revenge? Uh, this is a tricky one, because I really do like this movie. Um, I'm going to give it a four-star ball out of five, which is pretty much as perfect as you you can get in Dragon Ball. Like, the plot is minimalistic, and it is mostly action. I will give it that. But the idea of uh, Frieza having an older brother in the form of Cooler, uh, being way stronger than him, and having a final form that is both visually and expressively different. Like, it's a nice change of pace. I really do enjoy Cooler in this movie. And even his Armored Squadron, who are pretty much just a nod to the Ginyu Force. Um, I really love how bad how badass they made Piccolo in this. I love the, the climax of this film. It's just... It's nearly perfect. Like, the only things that set it back are some of uh, the oddities in the timeline placement, but... That's minimal. You know, we can still scratch this as both canon and non-canon if you want. So you can enjoy this movie regardless. Yeah, I'm going to give it four out of five just for the Goku-Cooler fight. Um, And just because Cooler's my favorite Dragon Ball Z villain and it's just ridiculous. And 
once I like settled in and, and, and saw that, I was like, okay, I'm in. It, it was just as, at least the fight was just as good as I remember. Cooler was just as cool as I remember. Um, God, what a fucking introduction to a damn one of the best villains of all time. And he may or may not even be canon, which is the shitty thing. Um, but at least he's in Dragon Ball Fighters, so that's all that matters. Yep. Um, so, uh, alright, um, that's gonna do it for us this time, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we'll be back next week for, actually, for the first time, a sequel to one of these movies. Like, an actual sequel. Um, next week we'll be doing with Return of Cooler. So, Cooler's... <sighs> Oh no! Oh no! It's oh, not, you'll the, hear my thoughts on this movie. Just oh you wait. no! I remember liking this one a lot when I was a kid, so I'm I'm scared now. All right, okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the, so it's gonna be cooler for the next two weeks, literally for both us in the, in in the Texas region. And you got frigid air and uh, frigid air going on right now. Yeah, it's weird um, how it works out. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we will see you all next week for Return of Cooler. Until uh, so, Tyler, please plug your stuff, my guy. You can follow me on Twitter at HeyAsHatTie. Check the pin tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old ass fighting games for your pleasure. So uh, the new episodes in the works. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and of course, you can follow me at Twitter.com/slash/MarvelousIggy. And of course, I stream. Um, and of course, I stream four times a week at twitch.tv slash Iggy2814, uh, where I stream Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Saturdays, we're playing Aliens Colonial Marines, which was, God, that was a lot of fun with three people. Um, Sunday, we're doing Mass Effect. Uh, Tuesday, it's the Outer Worlds. And Wednesday, it's alternating Wednesdays between Olegia and Rhyme, uh, for the, at least for the month of January. All right. Thank you guys for listening, everybody. Uh, We'll be back next week for Return of Cooler. Until next time, guys, stay charged. Bye-bye. You may think Freeze is cool, but his brother is cooler. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.